27 years ago, Irish and British agriculture faced a massive crisis. A mysterious brain disease is threatening the country's cows. Scientists don't know what's causing it or where it came from, but they are worried. In 1996, bovine spongiform encephalopathy, or BSE, had already been spreading in cattle herds for 10 years, first in Britain and then a few years later in Ireland. Then scientists discovered a link between BSE and a fatal condition affecting humans, Kreutzfeldt-Jakob disease, or CJD. Variant CJD, a new disease that few knew anything about. The resulting crisis did huge damage to the reputation of Irish beef, then one of our biggest exports. Today, beef accounts for a smaller part of the Irish economy, but it still matters. Now, a new case of BSE is endangering the export trade that Irish farmers rely on for survival. The immediate ban of exports of beef from Ireland to China. Hannah Quinn Mulligan is a farmer and agricultural journalist. And that's a big deal because China is the biggest importer of beef in the world and a market that we want to get into. This is In the News from the Irish Times. I'm Bernice Harrison. Today, what a new case of BSE means. Now, Hannah, last Wednesday morning, we heard the news that a case of atypical BSE had been found in an Irish cow that was destined for the Chinese market. And as a result, China halted imports of Irish beef. How bad was this news for the Irish agriculture sector? It wasn't great news, I'll I'll say that much, but it kind of is twofold. So in one sense, we export very little beef to China. Its significance is more in the fact of just having a trade route to China, boys trade. It keeps um, prices or keeps the idea of prices being high. So suddenly having this ban gives meat factories who who farmers don't have a lot of trust in, we could say, or and very little regard for, and it gives them a potential excuse to pull down beef prices. Even though the China market isn't that big, it could still give them an excuse to pull down beef prices. So there's a few things, a few things going on that we might expand on a little more, but it's it's not good news for farmers anyway. Hannah, to understand the background to this and to, and to explain how the Chinese might look at the results of a BSE test and just immediately close their doors. Can we go back to 1996? That was the year an animal health issue became a global health scare. But actually, we can go back further to, to the 1980s when BSE first emerged. How did cattle get BSE? Yeah, and I don't think we can underestimate what a big global scare BSE was in the 90s in particular. You know, over 4 million cattle were culled in the UK just on the basis of this fear of the spread of BSE. Essentially, how cattle got BSE is a bit gross. So there's two forms of BSE. The one that's in the news recently, that pops up sporadically in cattle and develops in them internally. But the reason for this global epidemic that we're talking about in the mid-90s was because that uh, meat and bone bone meal, MBM it was called. So essentially when a cow is being culled, there are lots of bits that we don't eat, like the brain and the spine. So this was going through a process where it was being rendered. So then it was being rendered, chopped up and cooked even more and put back into animal feed and then being fed to those animals. 
And then it was only discovered later on that potentially BSE could be carried in the brains of these animals that were then being fed back to live animals. And and it's all a bit disgusting and it's kind of great that we are not doing it anymore uh, it was ba- it's been banned and it's been banned in Ireland for an awful lot t- long time and it's ba- been banned in the UK for an awful long time and um, but that was originally how BSE was being spread amongst cattle and then what happened in 1996 so what happened in 1996 there was a major scare uh in the UK over 4 million cattle were culled uh in Ireland a huge number of cattle were culled as well and it cost the state over 20 million pounds back then I think it was so that was a huge deal obviously um, and the reason for I guess <laughs> the, the microscope in Ireland was that they managed to link cases of BS of BSE that had occurred in Irish cattle had the, the disease then been transmitted to humans in the UK and they were able to trace it back to Ireland. So that put an increased spotlight on Ireland and a focus on our BSE safety protocols. Well, how did BSE though enter the human food chain? It's an interesting one. So because BSE could survive in the meat, it belongs to a certain family and that family um, creates a disease in humans. And essentially, the disease is a very nasty form of dementia. And I think it almost always proves fatal as well. So that's Kruschfeldt jakob disease or CJD. I'm uh, glad you pronounced it. Yes. And that's the disease in humans that's caused by the same prion that causes BSE. It can spread to humans when they eat tainted meat from an infected animal. And I can remember the 90s and I can remember the fear of meat, the fear of burgers, the fear of beef um, and the, the desperation in trying to prove that actually Irish beef was, was was safe. And I think those of us who remember the 90s, they'll remember that the scandal really opened up people's eyes to how meat is produced. Um, you're a farmer. Uh, did the BSE scandal change farming? It definitely changed farming, but it changed it, I would say, for the better in that we never really should have been feeding meat and bone meal to animals anyway. There's, there seems to be something very wrong with that idea. It was just viewed as a waste product. And how were they going to get rid of that waste product? Um, and there's still a question mark over that waste product and how it how it, how it's got, got rid of. But um that's probably that's probably another episode for another time. But at the minute, it's not being fed to animals. And that's the main thing. I think there was a total ban on its use in all countries in 2001. But we've had a ban um, for longer than that. So let's go right up to today to last week. The case of it's called atypical BSE in the 10 and a half year old cow. I don't know why we're being told this information all the time that it's a 10 and a half year old cow. I, I'm not sure why that matters. But anyway, that it's different. It's atypical BSE. Why is it different? Why is it called that? What's the difference? You know, does that matter? Is it is BSE BSE or is it different? It matters because cattle get 
BSE in two different ways. So the first way is that it occurs spontaneously within them. They can have it. Um, it usually takes a couple of years to manifest within the animal itself. Um, and the second way is through then the meat and bone meal, which of course has been banned. The reason why they're stressing the age of the cow is because when you normally kill cattle through a factory situation, they're usually under 30 months of age. There's certain bonus payments that you get for finishing cattle under 30 months of age. And they're also stressing the age of the cow because it shows that she wasn't being fed anything weird as, as well. You know, it would be much more suspicious if this was a 29 month old um, bullock that had been going through a meat factory. What you have is a 10 and a half year old cow definitely not going to a meat factory. She was picked up by the knackeries. So what either happened was that she died on a farm or that something might have happened to her. Maybe she had a bad fall and she might have broken a leg and the knackery came out and killed her on site and then collected her, took her to their facility where she was tested by Department of Agriculture vets. And that's where the BSE came to light. So that's why all the stress is being put on her age and that she was never going to enter the food chain. It was an, a knackery removal. Coming up, how this BSE case will hurt an industry already in trouble. Ireland is a major exporter of beef. We know that. We export nearly half a million tonnes annually. Uh, up to August of this year, those exports were worth an extraordinary 1.7 billion euro. But what we sent to China in that period was like it's around 16 million. So, you know, it's relatively not a huge amount. It's tiny, actually, in the grand scheme of things. But this BSE case came at a particularly bad time because the Chinese market has just opened up and the government has been trying to grow that market and open up other trade routes for Irish beef in Asia. That's ex exactly it. So to put some context on it, Ireland is the biggest beef exporter in Europe. If you think of Ukraine as the breadbasket of Europe, you should probably think of Ireland as the beef basket of Europe. We have always supplied uh cheap beef usually around the world. We're also the fifth largest exporter of beef in the world, which is quite considerable. So there's a bit of a matchmaking process going on because we, the fifth largest exporter of the world, would very much like to get as much beef as possible into China, which is the biggest importer of beef in the world. And of course, China is a leader amongst all the Asian countries. So where China leads, others will follow. So South Korea, for example, which isn't too far away, is the fourth largest importer of beef in the world. They eat an awful lot. And because their diets are all becoming more Western as well, it's expected that they're only going to eat more beef. So that's why it's so that's why the Irish really, really want to get in there as much as possible. In any conversation about this, uh, about farming, the question of climate always comes in. Uh, the question of reducing the carbon emissions associated with agriculture. And when we talk about the Irish state trying to grow the market for beef abroad, you know, we're talking about trying to grow an activity that is harming the planet. Does Irish beef farming in general need a rethink? I would never deny that methane from cows has a negative impact on the environment. Uh, but I would say that the negative impact from Irish cows is 
minuscule in comparison to the negative impact of cows that are farmed in a more intensive way. And that's not to say that we get a free pass. We definitely do not. And one thing that I am constantly disgusted by is that we use six million tons of animal feed in Ireland every year. We import about four million tons of that. And a big quantity of that comes from countries that might have been using what were rainforests to grow that animal feed. And we should not be doing that. We should be incentivizing our own tillage farmers here to grow protein crops like um, peas and beans. Um, so we don't get a free pass and we do have a lot to do. But I think we have to be just very careful about understanding types of agricultural systems and the intensity of those agricultural systems. And um, I've lived in other countries. I haven't just been on the farm my whole life. And some of the countries I lived in, I have actually been vegetarian because I just did not want to eat the meat from that country because of the carbon footprint. And um, so I think we just have to be very thoughtful um, about the carbon footprint and about how agriculture um, is actually done in certain countries. China was closed to Irish beef for 15 years, but a deal was struck in 2015 to allow imports again. But this isn't the first time that a case of BSE has halted exports to China since 2015. In fact, China has just recently opened its market to Irish beef. It had been closed for three years. So I think by any measure, it's been a bit of a bumpy ride, hasn't it? It has been a bumpy, bumpy ride, I guess. The, but the potential is there. And just that idea of that potential kind of fuels trade onwards. So China is tough. Like it is, it has, like it had a zero COVID policy. It has a zero BSE policy. They do not want to getting into, the, into their country. It must represent massive reputational damage to the image of Irish beef in Asia. It does. Of course it does. And you mentioned Minister for Agriculture, uh, Charlie McConnellogue, being in South Korea last week. I remember several years ago being on another trade mission with then Minister for Agriculture, Michael Creed, in South Korea. And we still have not got access for our beef into South, South, South Korea. Apparently there was one more hoop to jump through and they were hoping to have the South Korea opened by a market opened by Christmas. But with this BSE case, that is hardly likely to happen. And you have to remember as well that the last time a BSE case in Ireland was discovered, it took oh, nearly three years. We only just had the market reopened to China at the beginning of this year. So the Chinese authorities uh, came, came over to Ireland several times. And I even remember they came over at the height of the picketing uh, um, uh, during the beef protests and the beef plan movement. And farmers were had a um, blockade at the, at the front of all of these beef factories. They weren't letting cattle in, they weren't letting anything out, but they let Chinese authorities in because that's how important they felt that the China market would be to Ireland and the future of the beef trade. So <laughs> farmers feel quite passionately that if they could get a foothold into China, it would open up this big lucrative market for them. Now, Hannah, the, the prices that beef farmers get for the product has been falling. It's a tough time to be a beef farmer because production rises, because production costs have risen hugely. And a recent EU directive on reducing nitrate emissions from farms further eats into their bottom line. How difficult is it for Irish farmers, all Irish farmers right now, well, there's probably two separate things going on there. So when you talk about the cost of production going up, definitely, yes. 
Um, and it's always been hard to be a beef farmer. They have some of the lowest incomes in the sector. You're talking about between 8,000 and 16,000 euro a year annually. When you talk about the nitrates directive, that really hits more dairy farmers. But the issue there then is that when there's more, if dairy farmers have too many dairy cows, they're all trying to cull them and get them through the factory. So that means that there's more cheap dairy meat coming into factories, which doesn't have a great impact on overall prices. Then you also have the situation of you're coming up to Christmas and usually at Christmas time that increases demand and farmers are expecting a better price for their animals. But what you have here is a little bit of a perfect storm because you have the China situation and you have potentially more cheap dairy cows coming into factories uh, as well. So it's bad news for beef farmers. And of course, beef farmers make up the majority of the 120,000 farmers across Ireland. So then in turn, is that bad news for any political party hoping to be re-elected within the next year? Thanks very much, Hannah. That's it for today. For more reporting on Irish agriculture, on China and on climate change, subscribe at irishtimes.com forward slash subscribe. I'm Bernice Harrison. This episode was produced by Declan Conlon. In the news, we'll be back tomorrow.